Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. We're taking a break this month, but we thought we'd reshare some takeaways from season one. In this episode, we hear from Doug Kazmarek, Chief Data Officer at Moore, Michael McLaren, Global CEO of B2B Group at Merkel, Tom Stein, Chairman and Chief Client Officer at Stein IAS, and Ian Wright, Chief Data Officer, Data-Driven Marketing at Equifax. They discuss the finesse and art and science involved in wrangling data to utilize it for effective B2B marketing strategies. Give it a listen. But when, when someone comes to me with claims of automated uh, turnkey, you can have it in an hour, you know, AI and machine learning uh, type of sales pitch, um, that just like does a disservice to the difficulty that it, that kind of the whole process is. You, you got to wrangle data. You got to have the right data in place. Um, yeah, there's software packages that can churn out a, a predictive model really fast. Um, but the whole process to, to gather the right data, um, boil it into the right uh, type of scenario, consult with a client around what they're trying to do with that model, build the model, and then implement the model, um, that's always going to be much longer than an hour uh, time. So uh, I've, I've seen it before where I've um, my internal clients going back to some of my old jobs will well before where I'm at now, the, the marketer would say, hey, I see this software, this company that can do something in an hour. How come you and your team take, take you know, uh, a couple of days or, or two weeks to build a solution? Uh, and that's because they're, they're not seeing like the difficulty it is to wrangle data, build a process and do implementation. Um, so it's very effective in selling, but for someone who's been in the weeds doing very much applied kind of analytics, uh, it, it gets annoying that the, the topic of marketing to marketers is always a very interesting thing. Uh, and so that's what I do for a living. Uh, I'm often marketing my services to other people who are doing marketing, um, but it can get annoying when people oversimplify the process of what data science is all about. And I think Merkel's history is reasonably well documented. It started as a, as a database company, database marketing, digital marketing, performance marketing. So if you think about the evolution of the industry, we've kind of come from data up and build analytics and, and integration and technology capabilities on the top of that. So um, as part of that, you know, we had a vertical market practice where we would specialize in high tech and financial services and insurance and um, all the other verticals. Uh, and, you know, we had some B2B business sprinkled across those different verticals, but it became clear to us as B2B is going through its own transformation that it would be beneficial for, our, for us to look at delivering a more of a horizontal set of solutions that are built for B2B businesses. So we're, we're sort of driving that B2B specialization against clients that are sitting in all different verticals and really trying to expand that expertise across every vertical that we service. So not just high tech and financial services, but healthcare, uh, you know, um, packaged goods, 
you name it. There's a, there's a professional services layer of every industry. And Michael, your role specifically as the CEO, walk me through kind of like the day-to-day, what you're kind of have your hands in, overseeing the different groups, and then and talk about the different companies within that group, if you could. Yeah, I mean, we in building a Merkle B2B, we wanted to build a best-in-breed solution. Uh, and so we looked at the capabilities that were already resident within Merkle. We looked at capabilities that existed in companies that Merkle had acquired um, that were still operating independently. And we looked at B2B capabilities that were kind of white space. You know, where, where do we still need to grow? And we put together a strategy of bringing together five different companies that were dedicated to B2B. Um, so clearly we draw the data technology analytics capabilities from Merkle, the parent, we, uh, about three years ago, we had a, a acquired a media specialist business called DWA, um, which is now known in the market as Merkle DWA, but one of the biggest specialist B2B media companies. Um, Gyro is a long, well-known, established B2B advertising agency, developing creative and content and strategies for B2B brands. Uh, uh, B2B International was a research company that existed in the Dentsu Group that was focused on B2B market research. And then another acquisition, Digital Pi, which is a marketing automation specialist. So Digital Pi delivers Marketo, Eloqua, um, Pardot premium solutions in automation. Um, and we brought that entire group together under the umbrella of Merkle B2B. So, you know, we believe that we're the first place where clients can go to to get an entire end-to-end set of capabilities that are fully integrated. So if we want to, if we want to talk to the clients or clients want to talk to us about data, we have rich data capabilities. If they want to talk to us about analytics, we have rich analytics capabilities, integration, orchestration, activation, and even brand. So we have the ability to do all of the big brand building, brand campaigns as well. And then all of that held together with a strong backbone of technology chops and, and, and extended into commerce as well. So, you know, we really wanted to build a new type of B2B agency, an integrated agency, um, because we feel that the B2B marketer has been underserviced a little bit. It's, you know, it's, you, you typically have a top funnel, mid funnel, lower funnel kind of group of agencies that specialize in different parts. And we really felt that the solutions that we're building today are so complicated and complex, it requires expertise across the entire stack. And it's hard for clients to integrate that. It takes a lot of work to do that integration. So by bringing it together and building one integrated strategic approach, we believe we can really help clients build solutions across any part of their marketing challenges you know and and just when it was starting to become a a, the the ad business was getting a little bit more modern and technology infused and so on it's really the dawn of my career but you know there there i i uh i for sure have uh, at the in the early days would uh sit with clients who uh really did do the three martini lunch and uh, uh, um i'm not sure i pulled my weight in that regard but uh, they sure did um so the Mad Men aspect, and, and so what you see on our website is Mad Men meet Martech, you know, and, and it's, it's our view at Stein IS that um, 
that's the future of B2B marketing. So, you know, MarTech um, has, uh, has uh, been a huge force, as you know, uh, MarTech and data um, uh, and, and uh, all of the tools, resources, and assets that we as B2B marketers have at our disposal these days, including uh, the kinds of work that you do at Starista. Um, and um, we were a, 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 a absolute early adopter, pioneer um, in MarTech going back to really almost the beginning of the marketing automation platforms, um, 2005, six, we, we started uh, investing in those, investing in learning and, and uh, uh, understanding how they can be applied. But you know, uh, our view is that there was such a lean into um, left brain marketing. There was such a lean into digital performance marketing, into marketing technology, um, into data, all massively important things, but such a lean into it that we, we, we a little bit lost our way in terms of, of understanding that, you know, MarTech is, is it's, a, it's an empty container without creativity. Um, so, you know, our view now is, is that as important as MarTech is, we need to drive a renaissance in creativity, madmen, you know, harking back to the madmen era of unbridled, emotionally driven creativity combined with MarTech to yield results um, uh, for, for clients. And I, I think that that's the path forward. Yeah, gosh, you could look at identity through very different viewpoints, right? And, and from a marketing perspective, I start from what I, I hate to call it, but today is old school. It's offline identity. It's understanding who you are through your telephone number and through your street address and, and kind of through who you are as a person. And then as we evolved and identity took on a, a different concept in the online world, uh, and it became very important to understand who you are and where I can connect to you through all these new channels that exploded, whether it was online display with cookies or mobile ad IDs or addressable TV with, with OTT IDs, using probabilistic or deterministic methods to create that, that cross-device graph, started to see that, well, in the past, uh, what was really valuable to marketers was that attribute information. So how I could describe who you are. And, and yes, I needed your identity information to, to then understand how I can connect to you. But today that identity information is just as important as that attribute descriptive information, because I need to find you through all those channels because you might be only using one or two of them, but I don't know which one or two of them that you're using. So it's become a lot more complex from a marketing perspective and then in the industry that I primarily work in with financial services, there are also considerations of, well, we have identity data that's governed by a Graham-Leach-Bliley Act that can be used for specific purposes to help me understand who you are when I have a financial relationship with you versus identity information that uh, is not restricted to those uses, but then means I can't leverage those data sources. So, in the last five years, I've seen identity be something that seemed very straightforward and basic, and we've cranked up the volume to 11, um, beyond 10. And I think in the next half year, three quarters of a year, with what's going on with industry changes in browsers and with you know, Apple's um, uh, changes to IDFA, it's just going to get more complex and more difficult for folks to really have the ability to, to truly understand someone's complete identity graph. So it's the sort of solutions and the sort of market needs that your company definitely fulfills. 
Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. We'll be back with full episodes in September, but until then, please tune in for a month of special topic-focused recaps from our season one guests. As always, please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at info at See you next week.